Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on the program, we talk to teenagers about topics that matter most, and then we invite you parents to listen in on our conversations, and we hope that in listening, you'll gain insight, wisdom, courage to have these conversations with your own kids. So we thank you for joining us today. We were going to, I was going to call this show Insecurity, and then I thought, no, let's call it Confidence. Let's put a positive spin on it instead. <laughs> so we have three wonderfully confident young Catholics here with us. Tell us your name and where you go to school. I'm Taylor, and I go to Pickerington North High School. I'm Molly, and I also go to Pickerington North. I'm Nick, and I go to St. Charles. Great. Well, thank you for being here. And I don't, I'm not putting you on the spot. You don't have to pretend like you're 100% confident about everything. <laughs> in fact, Always. it helps if you've had insecurities in your life to... To talk about this topic, so, um, but unfortunately, confidence is uh, a struggle for a lot of teenagers. I think I don't know what would you guys say. Would you say most teenagers are confident or insecure? Uh, insecure. I think a lot of people pretend to be. It depends yeah. on like what, like, because some people fit into a certain niche where like they're comfortable and like can be really confident in some places, but like put them in front of a stage and they all melt. Right. Right. Yeah. If they're in their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think somewhat like every single person is insecure in some way. They're not completely confident. Do you think in general teenagers are and I'm talking about more of an internal like a, a an overall feeling, you know, not just like I would never get up on a stage in front of people, but just overall are teenagers confident? Mm. Is that too hard to answer? Internally, no. Okay. I think lots of people try to pretend they are because they really aren't. Do you know kids who genuinely are confident? Yes. Yeah. How can you tell that? Like, what? how do you know in your interaction with those people that they are confident people? What are some of the things they do or how do they display that? They're never seeking approval from anyone. You can just tell that it's just, you, you just know when you're around them. They're yeah. not looking around trying to, you know... Please other people. Please other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there, um, you, you talked about like people faking confidence or pretending like they're confident, right? So how do you, how do you distinguish that? What's the difference between someone who's truly confident and someone who's faking they, it? They definitely want other people's approval and they only will like act that way if other people are around. And sometimes it just depends on the other people that are around. Definitely, if you challenge a, someone who's trying to fake confidence, they'll it'll definitely show. And if you get them one on one, so if like you talk to them one on one, they might dwindle because they don't have like that group mentality. Oh, okay. You can usually tell when people's personalities seem to change around the different people you you notice they're around. So if you're talking to them, and then somebody in one of their classes walks by and they talk to you a little bit differently than they normally would, they're probably insecure. What are what are things that typical teenagers are insecure about? I feel like society has created this image of what the perfect person is supposed to be and whether, you know, what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to wear, what you're supposed to watch on TV, you know, telling you what's cool and what's not. So everyone's trying to be this 
this person that they're not to try to fit in. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. I think that seeing like top 10 most beautiful women, top 10 like cutest boys or whatever, it's I think it's hard for teenagers to look at that and be like, well, I don't look at that and these are like 23-year-old women or men and it's like why don't they think why don't I look at that and or look like that right right and they don't kind of have perspective in their head it's just they think that's what I'm supposed to look like that's what society wants me to look like so Molly do you think that um, physical appearance is the biggest insecurity in people and teenagers I wouldn't say the biggest but I think it's way up there on the I would list. say that and academically because I yeah. I've like ever since I started St. Charles I was like I've been told like this is the year that decides the rest of your life like, yeah. and you're a junior you're a junior this yeah. year you mean yeah ever since like freshman year like you oh got, every year is yeah. the year that yeah. you oh, gotta work or you're not gonna get into college I'm like what <laughs> in eighth grade then you get your schedule like for high school and you get to pick what classes you're in and oh, the classes you take will affect your future for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's just like, it's like they put so much and you're weight in eighth grade. into everything. Yeah. Or even the people around you. If you're not in an AP class, they look at you like, oh, you're stupid. Like, you know, and it's like, then people feel like they need to take a class that they're not capable of taking. And so then they're not doing well in it. So then again, people are looking at them like, oh, you're not doing well in this class. And it's like, you know, people feel pressured into doing things. You know what? And that was actually the next thing I wanted to talk about. The, qu- the question I was going to ask is, do we as a culture expect too much of our teenagers? I, sorry, go ahead. De- debatably, uh, asking them to do well and to do what they're like, what they can physically and mentally do. Yes, we should ask that from them. Doing something to live up to the highest standard, like the max GPA and stuff like that. That's impossible because some kids just aren't meant for school. Like, like to learn all the time they're meant to like because i like i don't really like school that much i like being outside doing stuff i like to build i like to i actually worked on a grad school i love that because i was just like i didn't learn i did mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, you know it's funny I, do you guys ever feel like on one hand we expect too much of teenagers and on the other hand we have very low expectations of teenagers yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think I think it's awesome to encourage your kids to do the best that they can, to encourage people, you know, to do their best, say, on a test. It's a really difficult class, and you the best you could do was a B. That's that's good. You did your best, and that's what you got. But I think sometimes I hear cases with my friends talking about their parents taking their phones away because they didn't get an A on a test that they tried their hardest on. Yeah, I think that, like, destroys self-confidence, too. Definitely. Like, my best isn't good enough anymore. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I heard this thing one time and it, it just like how busy high schoolers are. And it's like you have seven hours of school starting real early in the morning. And then they want you to join clubs, do sports, have stuff outside of school and stay true to your faith. And but, then homework. And then homework. <laughs> and each teacher is like, hours well, and hours. Of each homework. teacher says I only give one hour of homework. Then it's seven hours of yeah. homework. Yes. Right. Right. So they each aspect of someone's life, the person in charge of it expects that to be the most important. Right. And like the only part. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um 
And Taylor, you you gave a good example of how you take a class that you're not it's beyond your ability yeah. because you feel like you have to, and then you end up not doing well in the class, and then that's a blow to your self esteem. So, how do you guys set realistic, achievable goals for yourselves? I mean, I look at where I am right now in the moment and start small, take little baby steps and work up. So say, you know, you got this grade in the class, work on getting up to this point and then work up to getting this point. And if you realize that this is the highest I'm able to get, that's awesome. You're doing your best and you're maintaining that. So know what you're capable of yes. and strive for that. And it's, don't good. Try to- it's good to reach out and try um, new things and to try to, you know, strive for a certain point. But if you can't do something, that's okay. Yeah. Um, what I like to do, especially when, like, figuring out what class I want to be in, like, honors, regular, or AP, um, I'll be like, okay, this year I was in honors. And it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. So I think I'm going to stick with honors versus going to just regular English or AP English. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be hard to do, especially if you have, like, older siblings that took, like, all AP all classes. AP, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. What I like to do is like bite off more than I can chew, and then like, <laughs> no, no, and then drop like, things. Yeah, it's just like if you can't take it, then spit it back out. I mean, there's no like what I see is like, okay, if I take an extra class, yeah, I'm giving up a study hall. But if I can't take it, there's no harm, no foul in cutting that class because it doesn't mean anything. So, but that's a good mindset because you don't load your schedule thinking I have to be able to do all this you load your schedule giving yourself some room for okay if I can't hack yeah. it I'll I'll drop something yeah. Yeah. see if what I can take and you don't get disappointed in yourself you yeah. just like I just dropped physics today actually this morning <laughs> Yay! I... we should have a party that is so exciting yeah I, I was just like I, I looked at the homework I had last night and then I sat down in the comments I was like I a, can't find the questions I need to answer in the book that we're supposed to have online and not like a hard copy, which bugs me so much about yeah. school, not having hard copies. You need a books. book in your hand. Yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, I tried to do some of the questions. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm going to go drop physics real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. But you had you had left that door open for yourself. Mm-hmm. It I, wasn't just a like, forget it. I can't hack it. Spur of the moment. I don't feel like doing this. No, I was just yeah. like, I can take it next year once I have more experience. So you set your standards high, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, but you don't set them unreasonably high, sounds like. I, I do overshoot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think every, well, yeah. not everybody, but many people do that. Um, okay. So decisions that teenagers make due to a lack of confidence. What are some of those decisions? What are some examples? Going to maybe a party. That they're for everyone's going to it. You got to go to it. You're not comfortable with going to it, but you're also not comfortable with possibly losing a friend. She's doing air quotes, by the way. Those are big on this show. <laughs> um, and so, you know, then you feel pressured into going. You end up going and you end up making bad decisions because you, you were afraid and insecure. Um, I think in uh, the very first time I ever gone to youth group, eighth grade, and then I didn't go for a couple years. Um, I went and I just saw like kind of a class classification thing. It was like the homeschoolers on one <laughs> side of the room, the private schoolers on another side of the room, and then here I am walking in as a public schooler. And it's like at the time I wasn't open to being 
accepted by either group. I just saw myself as a as an outcast as an outcast. And I think that can definitely if you don't have enough confidence going into it, that can put you off from going to certain things that can help. You know, along those same lines, if you go into something lacking confidence, do you perceive things like you perceived that there was a line down the middle of the room and the homeschoolers are on one side <laughs> and the private school? And it probably wasn't, in fact, it, it like probably that. probably wasn't, right. no. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe to a degree. But if you go in feeling like, I'm the only kid in a public school who's going to walk in, then that's how you're going to perceive it when yeah, you go exactly. in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any examples you want to give, Nick, of things that choices that teenagers make due to a lack of confidence or insecurity? Mm, it's hard to say. I've definitely gone into experiences where I've had a very negative outlook. Like, actually, St. Charles is one of them. I thought I was going to fail out horribly, but I kept going and I was like, I got some confidence. I did well. I actually hated Latin. I couldn't understand a word for, for a quarter. But I just kept trudging through it, and eventually I got confidence in that, and I was just like, yeah, I can do this, and three years later. So let's talk about that. Are there experiences that you guys have had that have helped you become more confident? I've definitely had to throw myself into the water, because like, as, as a kid, I was like very, very shy, and I was like, I only like to talk to a select few of friends, and they weren't usually girls, so I was like... Seventh grade, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start throwing myself into deep end. Like, nothing bad can happen. Like, you just made that decision. No yeah, no one's wow. going to, like, just shoot me in the face <laughs> just because I, like, talked to them. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to start talking to people a lot more. And I was like, and so now I'm a lot more confident. Like, I'm able to hold, like, conversations with, like, random people just because, like, I started throwing myself into my defense. So for you, it, once you did it, yeah, it you got, gained the confidence you needed. Yeah, I just got used to it. Like, just a matter of giving it a try. Mm -hmm. What about you, Molly or Taylor? Are there experiences you've had that have made you more confident people? For me, uh, it, it seemed like a little bit when I was around some people, I would kind of, not a whole lot, but I would kind of change a little bit of who I am a little bit to kind of tweak it to kind of how they are a little bit to kind of fit in with that group. Um, and it wasn't until I started changing the people I was hanging out with, hanging out with more Catholic people and things like that. Um, I noticed more, I learn more of who I am and who I want to be, um, and I realize I don't want to be anybody else. And um, so, obviously, now I'm a lot more confident, and I don't want to, you know, try to morph myself into anything else. I'm just gonna be who I am. So that helped a lot. How about you, Molly? I think I'm definitely still working on the whole confidence thing, but at the same time, um, getting deeper in my faith and realizing, like, seeing everybody as like God's children, it's easier to go up and start a conversation with them. But I'm still, I would say I'm an awkward person, you know, going up, start a conversation like, hi, how are you? <laughs> but it's, Well, this is awkward. Yeah. I find myself actually doing that compared right. to not at all. So how do you build confidence in yourself? Like you, you, or you, Molly, go up and have conversations that maybe you don't feel so comfortable having. You, Nick, you threw yourself in in seventh grade and you've never looked back. Right? What are some other, how do you continue to build confidence? Or how do you, I guess a better way to ask it is, how do you fight insecurity? I just look at it generally. I don't want to compare myself to anybody except for, you know, Jesus. Like, that's the goal I'm looking for. It's like, whenever someone's telling me, you need to do this because they did this and look how successful they are. And I'm like, 
no, I want to forge my own path. I, I feel confident in where I'm going. Yeah, I can still improve, but I feel like I'm on my own good path. Like my brother, he, my oldest brother, Will, he's an Eagle Scout. And I don't see the, like, I don't see that I can become an Eagle Scout or I don't see the, and I don't really see the value in being an Eagle Scout, but my mom really wants me to. And I'm just like, well, maybe that's not the road for me. I'm going to go forge my own path. Okay. Yeah. What about you guys, Taylor and Molly? How do you build confidence in yourself or how do you keep from, from getting insecure or getting your self-esteem bruised? Or I think um, for me, I've, I've been reading scripture a lot more and reading scripture, you know, you start to, you know, praying with scripture, you start to learn who you are and, you know, what you should be um, in the image of Christ. And you really start to, you know, when you know who you are, you realize you don't want to be anybody else. You don't want to be anybody but our Lord. You don't want to be anybody but more like Jesus. And um, you just start looking at other the people that you used to want to be like, and you just start praying for them more that they might have that conversion. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Taylor, Molly, and Nick, and we're talking about confidence um, we were just talking about how we build confidence in ourselves. It, do we, do you guys, um, have, do you help build confidence in other people's? Do you, other people, do you make that kind of your mission? If you see someone who needs that? I try to, if I see someone sitting by themselves, I tend to go sit with them or try to talk to them. Um, I'm not incredibly good at that. I'm still working on it, but I usually try to get people welcomed because, you know, I've been the new kid before. Um, I know what it's like to feel left out. So I I try to, you know, incorporate them in a group or something um, to make them feel part of the group and more confident in themselves. I think it's definitely hard to um, give, like, help someone get confidence because it's really an internal thing. But if you can, like, show by example, just be confident, go up and talk to them and, show like, introduce them to new people, they can kind of see wow, that person is really confident. And if they see that you are like that through Christ, then they'll want to be more like him. That's a great point, because sometimes our confidence just comes through our faith. (laughs) You know, we can't have confidence in many things, but we can have confidence in our Lord. So if we are displaying that in our own lives, people will see that. What is that that Molly has? Why is she so confident? Oh, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, and that that's a discipleship thing, you know, that, that helps people grow in their faith. So, um, what, what can parents do to help their kids be more confident? Support. That's all I have to say. Like I've been in and out of a lot of sports and like, I've been just like testing water all the time. And like I like playing a lot of different sports. Like one year I might be really into the cross and like, I'm still into the cross. I just really don't play it now because I don't have time. But uh, it's just like support your kid in whatever they want to do as long as it's safe and they can do it well. And then from there on, just be a loving parent. That sounds so easy. (laughs) Make sure they aren't doing stupid stuff. Yeah. That's a good point. That sounds harder. (laughs) I think lots of times parents will like, as their kids are growing up, um, introduce their kid to someone who they're meeting and like talk for their kids and I think as your children are growing up, you need to, I mean, it's understandable to answer them for them sometimes, but you need to teach them how to do that themselves or else they are going to stay a very quiet, not very confident person. 
That is such good advice. <laughs> We've all been around the people who went, we ask their kid a question and they answer uh, and you think, wait, mm-hmm. I absolutely did not ask you that so question. T- I asked talking kid. to you? <laughs> and as a mom, I, I know that I do that for my kids. I know I do. You know, I, I don't know what that psychology is. You know, maybe like you- when you go to the doctor's office and they're like, so what's going on? And I immediately just look at my mom. What's going on? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm the one that's sick, but what's going on? Like, Go ahead, mom. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> my mom does that even when I want to talk sometimes. But she's always good intended. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think it's good leading by example. Um, developing a really good relationship with your kids is extremely important. Knowing that you, your kid, not only you can trust your kids, but your kids can trust you. Um, and, you know, talking to them about their faith life, talking to them about your past experiences, what what you thought on today's gospel Etc. You know, growing into a very strong relationship with your kids is very important because then they'll gain trust and, you know, they'll build confidence out of that. Are there things that we as parents do, probably totally without knowing it, that that make our kids insecure? Mm. I mean, without calling out your parents, parents, (laughs) Taylor, Molly, and Nick's parents, we are not talking about you. (laughs) Just in general, things you've seen, like with your friends and their parents or... Um, I know I have a couple friends and their parents seem to um, compare them to other people. Not always on purpose, um, just like maybe an uncle or somebody on TV, you know, look at them. They're so successful, you know, you can do that or they did this and then they feel compelled to try to be just like that person. And it's a lot of pressure. It's really hard for them. And then they feel like they can't be who they want to be or who they are because they're they're expected to be somebody else. Yeah. Always also like I'm toting a fine line here, but to be always razzing <laughs> your kid about like every little thing he does, that will definitely destroy his confidence. And it's just like, you know, like when your kid really screws up, yeah, go yell at him because he's going to need it. But if it's like little things, correct him, but don't go overboard. Yeah. I heard a quote once that says, you know, if you can, when you can say yes, say yes, because then your no will mean more to your kid. And when you can let it slide, let it slide, because then when you can't let it slide, it'll, your kid will pay more attention. I think I thought that was really good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Good. Um. I found another list. Oh, another list. <laughs> I love lists. Like, there's such good talking points. This is a list of, uh, this is from Youth Update, and it's just 10 tips for confidence. I don't know. That's not what it was called. That's what I'm calling it. That's totally cheesy. <laughs> but I want to read the tips and then have you guys comment on them or talk about them. Or um, right. The first one okay. is stop putting yourself down. When you think a negative thought about yourself, recall two qualities that you really like. I've actually heard that before. Have you done it? Have you tried it? I have tried it. I think lots of times, though, um, sometimes the negative thought can still overpower the two positive. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as you keep trying each time it happens, it will eventually start to work. Yeah. Actually, I've been doing this like trick, a mental trick for like a really long time when I was like struggling with self-confidence. I used to like just push like that idea as far away from like my active thoughts as possible and then I came up with a name with it like two years ago it's called the vault just throw that in the vault and like, <laughs> like a negative thought or yeah, like a self-conscious na- thought yeah and like when you're ready to deal with that go back into the vault and fight that idea but like when you're not ready to do it you don't need to take care of it now just go keep pushing on oh that's a good tactic you give yourself so you're not like burying it forever never yeah. to be dealt with yeah. but you don't you give yourself permission to 
just put it away. Focus for on what you need to focus on now. Um, we're not going to have time to go through all 10 of these. So I'm going <laughs> to pick and choose. Um, how about accept responsibility? Yeah. Can yeah. you see that as a confidence building? Yeah. In what way? Well, I mean, if, if somebody is entrusting you with some sort of um, task, you feel very, com- you usually end up feeling pretty confident in yourself. Like, I can do this. You know, I'm capable or even if you're not totally confident in yourself, usually by the end, you know, if you know you've given it everything you've got, you've gained confidence because you're like, oh, I did do that. I'm, you know, you kind of go over a little bit of a hill there. Yeah. yeah and you also feel like that person like, well, this person thinks I'm able to do that. And like, yes. trust me with this responsibility. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I'm skipping right to number 10 because there's a YouTube clip that I want to play and I want to make sure we have time. It says, give yourself a hug. Look in the mirror each morning and tell yourself, you are one terrific person. Then live the day like you believe it. Okay, that sounds so cheesy, right? But yeah, some that sounds very cheesy. Ver- yeah, but some version of that, right? So yeah. there's this YouTube clip and you you have to see it. You have to actually Google it or YouTube it and watch it. But we're going to play the audio for you. It's this little girl. She's about four or five. She's standing up on the vanity in her bathroom with a hairbrush in her hand. She's got this huge, curly, blonde hair. She's a bundle of energy. And this is what she says to herself in the mirror. Look, I can be a shark now. My whole house is great. I can do anything good. I like my school. I like anything. I like my dad. I like my cousins. I like my aunts. I like my Allisons. I like my mom. I like my sisters. I like my dad. I like like my hair. I like my haircuts. I like my pajamas. I like my stuff. I like my rooms. I like my whole house. So I thought that was a good illustration of <laughs> yeah, number 10. You can do adorable. any version you want. But so we're going to end with that thought and we're going to close in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. We ask you to give us confidence. We ask you to help us remember that all of our hope, all of our joy, all of our confidence is in you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. And until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he, so-